Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I am your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 72. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey, share our experiences, the good and the not so good, through the podcast, the blog, and on social media while building a community that desires a more open understanding of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. And if you like what you hear on the show, please share an episode of the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are on. Now today, I'm choosing to explore memories, tears, feelings, and the importance of all three. We'll discuss the benefits of tears, more ways to approach your feelings, and how we can better face our choices tomorrow. And let's get into the show. What's the importance of a tear? An interesting question, don't you think? The act of crying is simply a release of either joy or sorrow. It can be said to be pure emotion, something that you can't control, but it's so authentic, it seems to have a mind of its own. The importance of us as humans to be able to feel so deeply that we tear up and sometimes flood our face externally with tears is a pretty incredible thing to be able to do. It often releases pent-up tension, frustration, as I said before, joy, elation, and happiness and it can relieve us of anxiety, or it actually can calm us through that release. If you're someone who, who's lost someone special, you are already in the know. You understand the power of tears, the hold that they sometimes have on you, and the release it can offer. And then there's the character of tears, the detailed makeup of the reason for the tears, the passing of someone who was very important to us that we cannot imagine going forward without, or the sudden scene of someone we haven't seen in such a long time that it surprises us into tearing up, or it's a simple photo. Now by now you may know the many things that can trigger tears, such as smells, places, photos, tastes, for instance, and at times they seem to be absolutely everywhere. Mary Lamaya, PhD, contributor of the blog Intense Emotions and Strong Feelings at psychologytoday.com, writes, Most emotional memories are the result of cued recall. A certain date may trigger an emotional memory such as in the anniversary of a loss, but also anything that is connected to your senses may be a cue that can ignite emotional recall. While walking past the perfume counter of a department store, you may remember someone who smelled delicious. Or, on the other hand, a person whose overuse of scented products was repugnant to you. A certain place may evoke a memory of being there in the past and the pleasant or unpleasant emotions attached to that experience. Your visceral response to a particular song may be a reminder of the emotion you felt towards someone whom it is associated. She goes on to say, 
Holding on to certain possessions may be a way to activate the recall of emotion. Yet it is not simply emotional memory that is triggered by an object, but also the connection you had with the person who is represented by it. For example, I happened to open up a box that had been stored away for many years and found something that had belonged to my mother. Along with elation, momentary sadness was activated in me, as though I had somehow connected with her again. In a study of cherished objects as memorabilia, researchers found that most of the identified cherished objects were cherished for reasons other than their value, as inducers of reminiscence, and as specifically as reconstructive symbols. Now, photos and photography have always been a hugely important part of my life. Not only because I'm a closet photographer always wondering where I'd have gone if I had walked further down the photography path, but photos, to me, are memories. And in turn, I suppose I always had this thought in my head that if I capture a memory and I can see it again and again, it would help me to keep more of those memories as I aged. So why do I suddenly speak of tears and photos? What brought me to decide that this topic for an episode would be the best for right now? Well, there are several reasons, and I've mentioned in my previous episodes of this podcast that I often choose a topic based on something that has recently happened to me or that I've witnessed, as it does or could pertain to grief. This morning, literally minutes ago, that wonderful piece of technology in my pocket, my smartphone, provided me a photo memory all on its own. It was a close-up shot of my late wife, Colleen, holding our then two-and-a-half-year-old son on a beach in Cancun, Mexico, on December 30th, 2008. The sun glancing off of the side of her face, wind blowing through her hair as she looks directly into the lens, while our son is contemplating something he sees on the ground just beyond my wife's feet. That photo brings back so many details of that very moment that I can't effectively express them all right here. I recall the heat of the sun, I recall the warmth of the breeze, the feeling of the sand on my feet, the wonder of our toddler who had never seen the ocean until that trip, or his brother, just a year older, who was just as enamored with the newness of it all, of everything they witnessed on that trip. I then recall many different memories of that trip. Our daughter, then eight, playing with her cousins in the surf while others around them built oddly shaped sandcastles in the wet sand. Just one photo. Many memories, nearly the entire trip, came rushing back. Now in grief, photos have had that same benefit. However, they can also be a bit of a curse. As you can imagine, the latter is true because... You're just never certain which photo will produce those thousand tears. And in the beginning of loss, because you've shed so many tears in such a short period of time, the tears can be overwhelming, almost a burden. They say time heals all wounds. And I'm not here to say or suggest that that is true at all. But time has a way of altering some things which used to be devastating and impossible. Those photos, over time, have reduced the devastation to a nostalgic hum. Now I know that's really an odd way to describe it, and maybe someday I'll have a better way to do so, but for now, 
it's an authentic response. I feel nostalgic and occasionally some peace because I've chosen to be thankful for what I have had with my wife. The memories, the incredible opportunities, the everything. You see, Colleen was my second chance, and I suppose I was hers. You may remember she lost her first husband suddenly uh, in July of 1999. And for me, I was previously in a very bad marriage, which changed me and reduced me. So when we found each other, actually, I need to correct that. When our mutual friends so brilliantly somehow saw we would be good together, we were each other's second chance. And what an amazing second chance it was. And for that, I will forever be grateful. All the while being so incredibly disappointed that we were unable to live out our plans, to live out our future in the way that we saw it. Now I'll admit Me saying just then incredibly disappointed doesn't give my true feelings of the loss of Colleen nearly what is deserving. I really can't even express that properly right now, nor I wonder if I ever will be able to. So for now, I need you to understand that incredibly disappointed is a kind phrase. And in an honest moment, that's that's a way to express myself without facing it head on right now. Do you understand that? Because here's the thing, if I do try right now, or maybe ever, to truly express myself of the loss of my wife, I I just don't think I would make it through, you know? So moving forward, although a picture can be worth a thousand tears, understand at some point that same photo can be worth some priceless smiles. We never know which we will experience when we are experiencing those photos once again, when those photos present themselves again to us. I can tell you I've seen a photo which, for no specific reason, makes me tear up while another, a different day, just seems to make me smile. So is there a rhyme or a reason? Not particularly. I think it's because it depends where we are when that photo finds us. Has our day been a good day? Have we been in a space that's been safe and maybe even pleasant? Then we might have a better chance that that photo will give us a smile we so desperately need. While other times we're just in a space when we need to feel all the feels. And there's that photo just in time to push us over the edge. And you know something? Take it. Embrace it. Feel it. And please, for yourself, be honest with it. This grief thing is and always will be a roller coaster. So you can either find a way to ride it, some days better than others, I'll admit, or you can fight it and go to your deep, dark place with it instead. Either way, it'll be there again most likely tomorrow. So today... I suggest that you ask yourself, how will I view that picture tomorrow? How will I hear that song next week? How will I experience our place without her? And how will I find a way to move forward from this moment of a thousand tears? How can I find good in memories again?
Thank you again for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast. I'm so thankful for you being here each and every week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I'm glad to help if I possibly can. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access our social media channels over at Facebook and Instagram, request to become a guest on the podcast, or contribute to the blog with your very own story. In addition, I invite you to connect with me via email at tim at journeytograteful.com. And more importantly, give me a call, leave me a voicemail, and share your story with me. Call me at 262 298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. Or text that number if you would rather. And lastly, I ask if you like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show over at Apple Podcast. It goes a long way to helping this podcast get in front of those people who need it. You can go over to journeytograteful.com and choose the leave a review button on the homepage or on the podcast page. Now, I hope this episode has made you begin to consider how you approach your tears and your memories in the days and weeks to come. As I began to search for the best way to close out this thought on memories and the tears that often go with them, I'm reminded of a quote by J.M. Berry. God gave us memory so that we might have roses in December. I hope you can always remember there are indeed roses in December and wonderful moments inside us all. We just need to look to our memories to see them once again. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.